and you recorded it. Oh, wow. Love. <laughs> I mean, you've got to edit that bit. What bit? Just this bit. Why? What? Why? I don't know, this is awkward. Why is it awkward? So much bunny teeth. What's awkward about it? Do I look? <laughs> no? <laughs> no. No. Okay. Okay, so we have a conversation about your current situation, mm-hmm. which is finding out that you have been diagnosed with breast cancer mm-hmm. and what led you to going to get yourself checked out and the processes that has happened in between to get your diagnosis and to where you are now and how you feel about it. Yeah. So your initial reason for going to get checked out? Um, well, obviously, after I had Madison, I um, she must have been about three months old and I, I feel my boobs all the time because it is my biggest fear is dying and having cancer. Yeah. So I feel them all the time anyway. So after having Madison, um, I felt them and I felt a lump and I sort of just ignored it because I thought, oh, I've just had a baby. That's probably changing. Yeah. yeah. And then I think it's about four weeks ago now, I was checking again and I felt it again a bit bigger. Yeah. So then I asked Anthony to come upstairs and have a feel. Um, and he said obviously like he could feel it as well so I ring the doctors in the morning so I run the doctors in the morning they had me straight in there um, and then yeah they could feel it too and then booked me an appointment with the breast clinic was there was there anything visual that standed out or just the way Um, it felt not first so I could just feel the lump and then when I went to the doctor's on that Monday and she felt it, she said, oh, you've got a bit of dimpling. And I knew that was a sign yeah. anyway. And then I looked down, I could see what she was talking about, which I hadn't noticed before. And then now that's all I can see. Right. Okay. Is like dimpling or puckering. Yeah. They call it. So, yeah. So you can notice it. It's like dips yeah. in your in your breast. Boom wasn't necessarily enough to something that you noticed in beforehand to make no. it just purely the fact that you're caught in a feel and they felt no. different but now I know it's there I can see it all the time yeah yeah but it's like pointing out you've got wonky toes yeah now you see it all the time yeah or a wonky nose or a monobrow or a <laughs> you <laughs> or can't a mono- not not see you that can't, you can't not not see that that's why I've got such good control of it though because it's all just one <laughs> Okay, so then after your initial visit and consultation, mm-hmm. what happened in your head before um, before any of the like before I found diagnosis? Out. Um, I don't know. I wasn't. I was a little bit anxious, but everyone kept saying to me, you know, it's probably a cyst, and then obviously my big sister, our big sister. Um, <laughs> She's had a baby in the loads of cysts. Um, do you want to pause it? No. No. Um, she's had loads of cysts and had them drained. So in my head, I sort of thought it was that, but I was trying to prepare myself for the worst. Yeah. So that obviously, if it did come back to that, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. So 
it was fine. I was at work doing my own thing. On the day, I was a little bit anxious and teary. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just life as normal. Yeah, so see, my wife, yeah, mm-hmm. she she had it, well, or she had it again, I thought it was a lump that I also checked out. Yeah, it's the same same thing, I suppose, you'll know, be aware of her story and that hers turned out to be a sister as well, so mm-hmm. you've got that with our sister and my wife. So far, okay, honey, so all, the, all the outcomes have been cysts, so yeah, yeah. that sort of peace of mind feeling that it's plus, probably just plus a prepared, cyst. yeah plus preparing for the yeah and then I, I had a coffee with your Leanne yeah uh, the day before my breast clinic meeting and obviously we was talking about it and she said you know it's probably just a cyst and then I actually let her feel my lump yeah and she was like oh yeah that, that is different and yeah. noticeable to her like than what hers was because yeah. hers was quite small and it disappears um, whereas mine like you can proper grab it yeah okay so then so we're at this point then like you've had the, f- the first bit of information first bit of news mm-hmm. how long was it between so thing? I went to the doctors and then two weeks exactly two weeks was my breast mm-hmm. clinic appointment yeah. okay and then, so the, the procedure, what's the procedure of the, then finding out? So your breast clinic appointment was, what What do they go through? What, at the breast clinic appointment? Yeah. Oh, God. Um, so they took me in, like, an examination room. Yeah. And obviously, you do have to get your boobs out. Um, and then they examine you. Um, the woman then actually told me that she thought it felt normal and that, if she was me, she wouldn't be worrying. Cool. And she put a pen mark on where the lump was and said, that's where they scan, but, you know, I think you'll be okay. Yeah. Um, and Good then, old doctors. <laughs> so then they sent me through to the scan room, which is just like a baby scan. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sonogram. thing, yeah. And... Sonogram is like, oh, did I say that? Sonogram. Is it sonogram, right? Sonographer. Sonographer. Oh, yeah. Sonographer providing a sonogram. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Not snogging her because that's what it sounds like. Snography. <laughs> <laughs> it's a special type of photography, it's a snography. Snography. A snographer. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, then obviously they did the scanning on there and she'd literally done it for like two minutes and then pushed the screen away from me a bit. Right. And then I thought, oh, it's a bit odd. And then she said, oh, I've got to go out the room for a minute. I'll be back. Yeah. Um. So still at this point, I was like, okay, my big sister, Rachel, has rung, our big sister, has rung before my appointment and said, don't worry if they take you into a room because they did that with me when I had an infection. Yeah. So I was just thinking, okay, don't worry, don't worry. She's gone out of the room, it's okay. Um, and then, so she came back and she said, I need to send you for a mammogram. So then I started worrying a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I went through to the mammogram and that is uncomfortable. They sort of put your boobs on this plastic thing and then yeah. wind down this other plastic thing. Climb sort of, it down. Oh yeah. Spread them out. Yeah. It's not attractive. I <laughs> <all> there. Out. <laughs> 
they're on a slab. They're squished in there. Um, so then I had that done, and then I went back into the scan room where she continued scanning and taking pictures. Still, at this point, they hadn't told me what they thought they'd seen or anything. Um, and then she just told me she needs to take some biopsies, which, again, my big sister who's had cysts had to have biopsies. So I just thought, okay, cool. She did, yeah. Um, and then when the lady was stitching me up, the woman who did the sonographer said, uh, did the scanning and said, oh, I'll come into a room and speak with you afterwards. Yeah. Um, so her assistant was putting sterile strips on and kept saying to me, do you, do you want a drink? Would you like a drink? And I was like, no. Nah. She was like, how are you feeling after the biopsy and things? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. Uh, still not really. And I did think, oh, why is she asking all those questions? But then after that, obviously, they put me in the room. Yeah. And since, obviously, speaking to Rachel, it's not the room they put her in. Um, so there was, like, really comfy sofas, right. a box of tissues. There was, like, a mastectomy bra. There was all these fake boobs. So I didn't need the information. <laughs> the room provided it for you, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hi, um, sit in this comfortable room. Here's the future. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and then they came in. There was two of them, a breast care nurse and the scanner. And that's when they said, like, what we think we found. We think it's cancer. Um, if your biopsies come back as not cancer, we would be highly surprised. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then they just sort of sat there waiting for me to break down, I think. Did you? Only when, and I might get teary now, but, um, sorry. It's okay. So they said to me, now I asked them, sorry, um, if you're saying that I've got to say goodbye to my children, that's when it's another, (laughs) sorry, that's when it's another level. Anything else, chuck at me, I don't care, I'll go through it, whatever, but. If you're telling me that, I can't, I can't handle that. She said, no, 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 no. That is not what we're telling you at all. She said, you will have treatment and you will come out the other side. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and you will come out the other side, which then like, I was, I was okay because I don't know, I'm not going to die. There are people who like are going to, are going to die and it is going to be bad obviously we had to wait for the biopsy results to know exactly how bad it was but on my scans obviously it didn't show that it spread anywhere um so it was all like looking good then and then I was told um obviously I have to come back in a week yeah for my biopsy results which is when I went back on Monday for those so yeah, a lot, there's a lot to take in within, like having these sort of peace of mind things in your head that suddenly got taken away. Was it like, do you have any sort of feelings of like where I was really secure in this feeling and this procedure and everything's fine? And like, hold on, this isn't, this isn't what I thought it was. This is now the exact opposite to what I thought. And then all of a sudden that flip changed like, did you feel bad for feeling safe about it, but then it suddenly not being? No, I kind of like felt a bit angry at the first woman 
or given me hope that it wasn't anything. Yeah. Um, and then, I don't know, I think I'd psyched myself up for two weeks that, right, okay, you could get bad news, you could get bad news. So it wasn't, it didn't hit me as hard as I thought it would. And because that first woman said, you know, if she was me, she wouldn't worry, I still had it in my head for a week before my biopsy results that maybe, maybe they have got it wrong. Yeah. And it will come back as not cancer and they will be surprised. Like, yeah. So it didn't really, it didn't really sink in, I don't think. And obviously as well, because coronavirus, I was by myself. Yeah. Um, so I don't think you take in all the information when yeah. you're alone. You're sitting there trying to process and have been things thrown at you and you're not necessarily listening. I guess when, <laughs> like I say, if you're by yourself, you need that other person to kind of take in some of that information. Yeah. But when they turn up, oh, you know, we suspect it is cancer, but well, then there's still a suspicion that it couldn't be. Yeah. It's very difficult on their end to give enough information and keep you sort of on that level mm-hmm. without giving off too much, without holding back either, because holding back doesn't help. Mm-mm. And giving too much, you, you then are. Oh, yeah, you got a week to wait for your biopsy results. By the way, it's really, really bad. Yeah. And we're going to wait a week. Yeah. Sod it. Like, what, why not? What's a week going to do? Um, <coughs> corona. Oh, no, I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> um, okay, so the, so that for that week then, mm-hmm. between appointments, how... <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, what were like, the processes in your brain for that, that week? Were you... Um, what was the... Worried... A bit worried. I was trying to be strong for, obviously, the kids. Um, Scarlett told all her friends at school I was dying of cancer. (laughs) Um, And it was just like, obviously, having to tell my family um, and everything, ringing everybody. And then I sort of felt I had to be strong for everybody else because everybody else seemed like they was breaking down around me. Um, And then, obviously, because I was recovering from the biopsy as well. Mm. Um, my husband was doing a lot for me and so was the kids and it was just I don't know it was just a bit surreal if I'm honest but then obviously on the Sunday right before my appointment when I was um, pregnant with Madison you sign up to this thing called my chart so you see all your test results and everything yeah from the hospital yeah that's what I remember yeah so obviously I went on there and went on to medical conditions and it had been added on the Friday that I had breast cancer in my right breast. Yeah. So before official diagnosis with a doctor, you were let known by a computer. Yes. But I think it's one of the things that we, we talked about, obviously because you shared it with us mm-hmm. you know, and people were saying, oh, well, that's a bit wrong. Isn't it? Well, it's what it is and isn't. In a way, you've signed up for that app because it's going to almost be a live tracking of your health Mm -hmm. and that can be updated via computer before they can fit you in. Mm -hmm. They can't, I suppose, in some ways they can't sort of go, warning, something, 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 something. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, would you have preferred to have found out after your appointment and then it get added? Yeah, and I think after speaking to them, that's what was meant to happen. Right, okay. It was not meant to be added. Yeah. Um, Even my consultant was really upset that it had been added. So there was no no sort of, 
comfort barrier, no comfy sofas and box of tissues. No. Is, oh, crap. No, I haven't been in that room since. No. Going back, they just put you in a clinical room. But um, um, in, a, in a way, I'm quite glad I did see it because it just prepared Pitch me for that. Monday, especially, again, I was by myself. So yeah. I found out that information when I was with my husband. Um, and then on the Monday, yeah, I was prepared. Okay, so with the... We're finding out for definite mm-hmm. and the change then of information between your initial mammogram inspection scans mm-hmm. and taking a biopsy to then getting the result. I think when you say that they reckon it was like it was small, hand spread, all treatable and that. Yeah, that's what happened for The so thinking Thinking is at this level. Mm-hmm. You go back for your appointment once you once you had your biopsy and all that. Yeah. And then how does the news change? What changed between those two events? Um, so nothing really much changed on that one. Um, so they still can't see anything in my nose or anything. It was just the cancer that obviously they were testing. Gee, I thought you said nose. I said, why is your <laughs> breast cancer suddenly turning into nose cancer? Like, no. Hello. Your lymph nodes. Nodes. Yeah. Um, so basically I just found out that it's um, immediate grade two invasive DCIS and LCIS breast cancer, which is like the best one you can hope for really. And it's estrogen receptive, which means it's hormone receptive. It wow. reacts really well to that. Yeah. Um, so still, I was in quite a good, good position. Um, they said what I'd probably have is a um, wide local excision, um, which is obviously they cut the breast from there to there yeah. and get it out and it will all be fine. And then six to eight weeks recovery and then three weeks radiotherapy but I've got to be on hormone tablets for ten years ten years that seems wild doesn't it yeah if I was older it would only be five years but because I'm only 32 yeah. it's got to be ten years ouch it's a lot of pills yeah, yeah. until I hit sort of like a um, menopause age okay yeah okay so menopause when you yeah, I don't know enough about menopause to no. know Obviously, it was at that point where they told me, I'm, you know, um, if I'd wanted more kids, then we'd have to look at freezing some of my eggs right. because the hormone the, tablets are yeah. just going to mess all of that up. Okay. Which is where I said, no, thank you. We are done, thank you. Yes. We are finished, our family is complete. Yes. Yeah. Uh, with that in mind, and with the kids, have you been completely honest up front about the whole scenario and mm-hmm. the treatments and outcomes and everything. And yeah, everything. They know everything. And what, what was their reaction? Um, Lily kind of laughed and was like, oh, well, they said you'll be all right, so you'll be all right. My middle child, she is very dramatic, cried her eyes out. <laughs> um, obviously asked if I was going to die and... Um, just was like, well, what if you don't make it through? And then my friend came over in the evening and she was like, I'm just so scared that my mum will not make it through this and I'm going to lose her. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
so obviously at some point she made me cry my eyes out but and then obviously proceeded to tell all her friends at school that my mum's got cancer and she could die yeah um which obviously she knows that's not the case she knows I'm not going anywhere <laughs> and that it'll be sorted obviously I've told them that you know I could have an operation um I could lose my breasts at which point she thought that was absolutely hilarious so I wouldn't have a nipple and yeah. no boobies and I looked like dad um <laughs> so yeah whereas my eldest daughter's been quite supportive or just throws it under the bus I think she talks to her friends about it but my middle child's just dramatic and obviously my 10 month old has no clue thank god oblivious yes okay so let's talk about the the social media aspect of how you felt you needed to approach your situation um so once I found out for sure what it was and everything, I thought, oh, God, so many of my friends have just told me that they don't even check yeah. their boobs or they found something and think, oh, I won't do anything about it. Um, so I thought, I'm going to put it on Facebook and I'm going to tell people, I don't want sympathy, I want to show awareness and maybe that will let it sink in my head a bit because everyone couldn't understand how I was so calm and just getting on with it. And then once I put it on there and obviously I started getting messages and um, just like everyone commenting, I thought, oh, fuck, I shouldn't, sorry. <laughs> so um, it's fine. <laughs> I shouldn't have put that on there. And then I deleted it a few days later. Yeah. Um, because even though I'd said in there, I don't want sympathy, I just want you to check that's all I've got yeah. sympathy and obviously I do get people feel bad for me or think I'm brave putting it out there or whatever but I just afterwards thought it was a stupid thing to do see it's, uh, it's definitely not a stupid thing to do the problem is like you say is to get people not paying attention reading the whole message it's, and not providing sympathy but at the same time it's difficult for people to not, not. you obviously seem like Ah, uh, she's asked for no sympathy. I just say nothing. It's like it's asshole didn't please. <laughs> <laughs> but like you say, it's it's the same with, with guys with testicular cancer. Obviously, people don't check enough, mm-hmm. and it is something that is real. Even if again, it turns out to be cysts, like with you know my sisters and and my wife. Um, you know that's the the upper side of the outcome is finding out it's just a cyst, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Leanne found her lung. She asked me to check. I checked. I could feel something. We have it checked out, and so it turns out to mm. be likely a cyst. But people not checking definitely seems to be a thing that, that like is occurring. Mm. People don't seem to pay it enough attention. Um, <laughs> so do you think? Do you think you will spend more time trying to promote looking? checking your boobies and asking um, questions or are you just going to leave it now because of that first reaction? I don't know. I don't know. Obviously, when you asked me to do this, it sort of hit me a bit hard that um, I've actually got to talk about it and that actually means that it's real. Like, I think if people ask me questions, and yeah, fair enough, but... And like obviously the other day I shared a post just about all the different ways it can feel and look and everything like that because one of my family did, but I don't know. I don't think I'm ready for the 
constant more messages of sympathy. Yeah. I just want to be left alone. Is there, do you think there's a way you can make it to post about it to talk about it but not make it personal? About me? Yeah. Well, I think just not not saying anything. Just, just, not, share, just, not just share a post or, yeah. or something that's about it. But like people, I don't know, everyone thinks, oh, I don't want to get my boobs out to a doctor, which is exactly what I thought. I don't want to get them out. I don't want people touching my boobs. I don't want men perving over me because they're so good. Um, but I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say this. You might want to edit it, but I've had my vagina out three times. Yeah. More than that, because of all the checking and everything. If I've had a bunch of people looking at my vagina and having God knows how many hours up there, I think I could have someone look at my boobs. There you go. <laughs> Lil, you can bring her here if you like. That's all right. Yeah. That's a nice dress. <laughs> you have a good little sleep? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Where's that? It's just some lights and a camera and a big microphone. Yeah? What are you looking at me like that for? I think, yeah, maybe after I've had... Um, my surgery or whatever, or when I know treatment's going forward at the minute. That sounds awful, but I feel like a bit of a fraud. Like, yeah, okay, I've got cancer. But I don't feel any different. Yeah. I don't, I'm not ill. Whereas there are people out there who, excuse you, who are finding out, obviously, that they're, terminal or they've got it worse than me so how can I be sad or upset about it or even put it out there when there's other people who are struggling a lot harder than me yeah uh, see uh, I think I understand that um, that aspect and that viewpoint but I think like, as I said to you before it doesn't make yeah so but yeah like, as I said you're just because your experience isn't at that level of I'm dying mm doesn't make it any less important for you. Mm-hmm. you know, yeah, yeah. everybody's experience is different than, say, after you are. There are, unfortunately, people who are going to go through a lot worse treatment and a lot worse treatment, and it's still not help. Mm. But you, you still got that issue still exists, and it can't be ignored. So mm. it's still something you have to deal with. You have to talk about your family, talk to your family about it with, and you still have to go through treatment mm-hmm. and some of it could be awful and make you feel like garbage it doesn't make it any yeah. less important just because you're not at the highest danger levels of yeah so um we've gone through finding out mm-hmm. feeling checking out noticing that there is a visible difference having inspections and scans and biopsies and now a result and treatment plan all sorted out um not quite not quite it's not quite been nailed down yet no so i had to have <laughs> well, learned to mute my phone <sighs> um obviously once i have my biopsy result they then booked me in for an mri scan yeah because they needed to see clearer pictures of what's going on in there um which MRI scans are not fun when it's for your breasts. Yeah. Because you have to lay down on your front with your boobies through two holes. <laughs> <laughs> so I was worried when they reversed me in there that 
and they put a cannula in your arm. Yeah. Um, and they, yeah. while you're going through the MRI, which is really, really noisy, so you've got ear defenders on and everything, um, they set you up to an automatic injection oh, thing. Okay. So halfway through, yeah. they say, right, we're going to inject um, the fluid now. Yeah. Um, and that's obviously, it's like a contrast UV sort of thing. Um, so they do that. Obviously, nobody's in the room. You just feel it go warm and it makes your whole body go warm and you feel like you've had a wee-wee. Right. Um, and you can taste it in your mouth and stuff. And then, yeah. yeah. And then I had to wait a week a week yeah another week for my MRI results yeah and then so so what did your MRI results show um so my MRI results showed that I actually have three tumors yeah. in my right breast and that so now the lumpectomy isn't as good of an option um, because now they total five centimetres, whereas before it was 2.6 centimetres. Oh, so they just, just under double the size they originally thought. Yeah. Um, so obviously if they open me up and take that's quite a lot of breast to take. Yeah. Um, and then if I have the lumpectomy, I definitely have to have radiotherapy, yeah. but now I have other options yeah. because obviously it's bigger and more complicated than what they thought. Yeah. Um, but it still doesn't look like it's in, in my lymph nodes or anything. Yeah, it's not travelling. No, but they do have to check my lymph nodes when I have whatever operation Yeah. to see if there's any cells in there. And then that will say whether I need radiotherapy, chemotherapy uh, or nothing. Yeah. I'll still need the hormone for 10 years. Yeah. If, if it ends up at mastectomy level, you yeah. still need the tablets. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so how are you now then knowing all this information and the potential procedures how are you feeling uh, a bit scared yeah um, I personally want to go for the mastectomy because the other options I could end up needing the mastectomy anyway yeah. um, and I don't want it to come back just want it out but the thought of so obviously like I was telling you earlier I found out my BMI doesn't allow me to have an immediate um, breast reconstruction so I will be left without any breasts yeah. he said for up to two years yeah breast or breast well I want to ask for a double mastectomy right, okay. um, because I know with my anxiety I'll be worrying forever that it's yeah, going to come back right oh okay <laughs> not no. a thing no I'm uneven no well to so that I'd have one under my chin and one dragon on the floor <laughs> um, but obviously I would be worried that it's going to come back because I have a higher chance of have a higher chance than somebody who's never had breast cancer, but it's not an overly higher chance. Yeah. Um, so I want to ask for a double mastectomy, but my thought in my head was double mastectomy, immediate reconstruction. Yeah. I've got breasts there, but now obviously in my head, I don't understand how my husband would look at me naked and still feel the same. Yeah. 
the same way. Briskets. And no nipples. Either, like. Yeah. And I obviously, he says things wouldn't change. Um, but I don't know, and obviously no offence to anybody else who's been through it, but like how you can feel like a woman. Yeah. With nothing there. This this is like when when we were having the conversation about it and how I said like if it were me and my testicles would be like Shh, get them gone. There's nothing about me that I will like visually and you know, in a vanity sense miss if it's a case of this this is gonna this is gonna save your life and make sure it's all gone. Cut it off. If it's my leg, mm-hmm. cut it off. I don't care what it, my leg's nothing interesting to look at. Mm-hmm. Obviously, for women, breast is a big part of their their image and who a woman is. You know, yeah. They feed your children. They they are part of you know they are a sex organ. They are uh, an attractive part of who you are. So for me to have a view on ah, just cut them off is different. It's easy for me to be flippant about, but obviously from a woman's perspective, mm-hmm. it's completely different. Um, and I understand, say, worrying about that, but again, your husband loves you, you know, mm-hmm. your also family, there'd be, you know, a ton of, ton of support. Um, and, you know, hopefully, in theory, the, the reconstruction will happen quicker. And if there's anything mm-hmm. any of us can do to speed that up, Raising funds, obviously, in any way we can. Um, yeah, like I said, I'll, I'll fight again if it's a case of trying to raise money to get it done sooner. If that's if it, if it's a financial reason why they have to wait two years, I have no idea. But you know, if if there's anything any of us can do to help raise money to get it done sooner, obviously we'll we'll do what we can to to help in that aspect. And let's say it's hard to say. Thing, like you say, things will be exactly the same because you never know about a situation until you're in it. Mm-mm. And yeah, obviously, the love is never going to change. There will, there, there's going to be looks as like, there's going to be looks yeah. that, that are received by yourself differently. Even if it's not him looking differently, mm. you're going to perceive them differently because yeah. you're just going to have the thought in your head that I'm being looked at. <clears throat> and so the, the love is there, nothing's, nothing's going to change. No. But, um, yeah, hopefully it's so. It's just hard to know how you'll feel, but once you've done it, it's done. Yeah. Okay, so we're rounding this up then. Um, so if there's, if there's, thank you, darling, I really, really don't want that much um, Is there is a particular message that you want to get out to people who possibly unsure about checking themselves or um, moving forward after checking themselves? Obviously, don't be scared to go and check. They're not. They're not checking you out. Um, I don't want it. Uh. Yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> Sorry, mum. Um, yeah, don't be scared to go and get checked. Obviously, if you really feel like there's something there, then get checked or push it with your doctor if they don't seem to be taking it seriously. Um, and just I don't know obviously what's the harm in so getting checked exactly that is what's the harm if you're not sure then ask. just yeah yeah you, I always say you don't ask if you don't no you don't get <laughs> if you don't ask <laughs> if you don't ask you don't get so you just yeah 
just push it, ask, um, and don't be afraid, really. Well, I appreciate you opening up and talking to me about it. I know, again, there's obviously parts of it that are hard. It's going to be hard to talk about it even into the future, but um, yeah, I appreciate it. And I say anything you, we could do to help you out ever, give us a shout. Um, Will do. Thank when you. we know some more information, if there is anything we could do to help raise funds, and I say I'll do that. Um, so yeah, I suppose a final message then. Um, if you are unsure about anything that's odd about your body, breast balls, breast balls. Again, remember, boys, you can also get breast cancer. So yeah. check your own own breast too. Uh, don't be afraid to go and ask your doctor questions. There's nothing, it might feel embarrassing, but there's nothing embarrassing about having to ask, being unsure, getting a doctor to check you out. It, it can happen to anyone and everyone. So don't be afraid. If you're unsure, go and ask somebody to help you look, check, and then get to the doctors, get the boobies out, get the testicles out, get everything checked out. And uh, yeah, hopefully everything will be perfectly fine. And uh, on the flip side, if it's not, support networks, support network. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, just talk to people, be loud. But as I say, be loud and be proud. Be proud. That's, that's not that's not what you want to be, uh, you know, it's not what you want to be at all, but just be loud about it. Talk, shout to the rooftops. Please check me out. Please get this looked at. Uh, your health is obviously important. And as for ourselves, we both have families to think of as well. So, um, yeah, check yourselves out. Don't be afraid. Thank you very much. Um, Thank you we'll talk for about having this. me on the couch today. Yeah, <laughs> this couch isn't going to feature very often because <laughs> it's not mine. Yeah. <laughs> I think you need to get one. We'll have a, have a conversation yeah. as well in the future when uh, things develop as well, if you're right with that. Yeah. 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 Cool. Okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. <laughs>